Welcome to the latest episode of the Renegade Arcade, a podcast for the players. Uh, this is Kyoto, your host, and alongside me, I have Brock. Yo. And we have Tyler. Hey. And tonight we got some topics to talk about, uh, especially with the, the past couple of days. A lot of survival horror fans should be very happy. Um, just earlier, like a couple hours ago, we had the Resident Evil 4, or Resident Evil Showcase, I should say. We had some big news for Village, for the Winter expansion, Winter's expansion, and for Resident Evil 4 Remake. And so, uh, guys, you're the Resident Evil fans in the room, so what did you guys think overall? I know we talked about it on the live stream, but... I'll bill you for the damages later. <laughs> <laughs> Leon's still a cocky, dumb asshole. I love it. Yeah, sorry, Farmer. As well I broke be. your cow. <laughs> it looks so good. Louise looks like a total scumbag, and I love it. Exactly. Look at this guy cheats at poker. <laughs> he does. He looks so great. <laughs> he does. Oh, he does. Everyone looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... I... <laughs> That game is something where I was like, all right, they're going to make it more horror-focused. How mm -hmm. horror-focused are they going to make it? And then they have Leon shoot out a lantern that lights a cow on fire. It's and a cow on fire, poor says, cow. Bill me for the damages later. And I'm like, <laughs> hey <-ya!" laughs> I was like, we're going to go more horror, but not all the way. No. No, absolutely not. They just brought it in tone with the other two remakes. Yes. And just like... Seven and eight, where it's like, it's serious, but also not yeah yeah and you got that that absolutely delectable roundhouse kick man that was yeah, that was and, good to see and like the more i thought about it they were very much prepping this with three because there's a lot of lines that jill says in reference to basically mr or nemesis being the most persistent like horrible ex ever <laughs> so there was a lot of prepper they're like they were getting humor ready for this oh and, yeah like, they were each one of them has gradually made knives more important. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's like, if they ever make Code Veronica, it had the most overpowered knife in Resident Evil history. Like, that has got to be the next... Like... It's funny, because the knife is already <laughs> kind of a bit too powerful already in Code Veronica. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. That's what they need to do. They need to do a Code Veronica remake for sure. They do. They probably will after this, because like, I can't imagine them jumping to RE5 immediately. Yeah, not not never. Yep. <clears throat> Just not immediately. Just not immediately. And yeah, there's just everything looks awesome. I can't get over how much it just looks like a prettier version. And this will be like our our I I flip-flop every day between RE2 remake and RE3 remake that are my favorite Resident Evil games of all time. Mhm. Mm like, the only thing that's even legitimately kind of wrong about RE2 is that the A and B scenarios just basically don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah zapping isn't really a thing. And, like, that stops it from being an exact pinpoint accurate remake of 2, where it kind of, <laughs> like, took part of the game away. This looks like a perfect version of what the old game used to be, but they improved it because, as we talked about in the live stream... The dumbest thing that happens in that game is, like, Leon is infected for, like, a day and a half with this virus that they give him with this, this parasite 
to eventually change him to be the most badass lieutenant they ever have. And, like, he has one scene for two minutes. No, maybe two scenes for, like, two minutes collectively each where you are randomly like, and then stop. And then you're good. You go on a chair and then, like, navigate a thing to kill you. Kill the parasite and it's gone. But now they actually have the parasite affecting Ashley and Leon to the point mm-hmm. where Ada, who never even mentioned Ashley Graham in the original game, is talking to Leon about how he should give up on her and leave her alone because she's the lost cause. They're literally changing the center plot to fix it and make it more cohesive. They've gone that's, out of their way to excellent. fix the details of all the RE games, which is like, they're like, we realized we made some F-ups before. And like, I was just talking with Tyler before this, they've changed all of like the uh, uh, virus origins all to basically come back to the Plagas. Like two and three, like even Nemesis was infected with a roided up Plagas parasite. That they was really not say that it way came originally. from Umbrella Europe edition. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Europe. Yeah, Europe. But you're the umbrella yeah. of yeah, Europe for umbrella of Europe. Yeah. But yeah, they're just they're going out of their way to quote unquote unmessify the original Resident Evil canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which I see that. Cool. And apparently I've already mentioned that this game's gonna tie in more to RE5 and 7 somehow, which I'm very curious how that goes. Which, you know, they might make the mold and Ouroboros thing originally. I bet you there's gonna be a letter mm-hmm. in the freaking like, I don't know, Salazar Castle where just like, oh yeah, this is a letter from someone in Romania. <laughs> well, every time they make a new game, they're always like, but guess what? Someone met the important guy before the other person who met the important guy. <laughs> they do that every time. Every time. It always mm-hmm. steps back one step. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looks looks great. Kiona as the not resident evil freak. <laughs> oh, I'm lining up to get it day one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna grab the winners expansion too because that look yeah. that looks pretty Funny, awesome. I I was a little bit skeptical about remaking RE4, and now I'm just like, nah, 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 nah shove it in my face, want it all now. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh wait, why would they not put the utmost care into RE4? <laughs> it's it's yeah. so, man. It's it's like, it's one of those weird things where I talked about this on the fresh takes that I did for Evangelion with Mike and Cameron. Where it's like, do you just watch the remake films where they rejiggered some stuff and then realigned the plot, but you don't get what the rejiggered plot comes from if you don't watch the original Neon Genesis? So it's like, do you tell someone that they they need to watch Neon Genesis before they watch Rebuild? Because technically it's different that you'll get a better appreciation. Four's not going to be anywhere near that different with the remake because those films go boom in the other direction. Yep, because but, that's it's kind of yeah. what I did with with the rebuild uh, event Evangelion films. Uh, I actually went and watched the first of the rebuilds and maybe the second one even. I don't really remember. I think I might have watched the first two of the rebuilds, and then I went back and rewatched the original series. And 
it just shocked me how like close the first rebuild was to the original series, and then it just went completely differently. Right at the end of two, they put a hard cut. Yeah, <laughs> hard turn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yeah. But I I like them. I I actually like all of them. I think they're all valid. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. They introduced my favorite pilot in the rebuild films. Mari is great. <laughs> yeah yeah mari is awesome yeah she's really cool but yeah it's 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 weird that we're getting a new canon out of these games exactly every almost all the major games they are re make back in like 2004 then remake 2 2019 remake 3 2020 yeah we're basically remaking them all <laughs> i say this every time are we gonna go up to six are we gonna do it are they good at the internet will fucking explode if they go to six. <laughs> technically, if they go to six, everything has been redone. That is a mainline number because seven started yeah. the new continuity. And that one doesn't really need anything changed. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's It was just in line, and now they're making everything line back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I honestly think they should. I'd, I'd be okay with it because I'm like, you can't make it worse. Well, and not yeah. only that, but they'll make so much more money off of it, too. And they will, and they can... Fix it. Exactly. My yeah. God. RE6 good edition. RE6. Yeah. The RE6 that we actually gave a crap and didn't want it to sell like Call of Duty. I'll never get over that. That game director was, well, we wanted to target the Call of Duty crowd with this one with Resident Obviously. Evil. Yeah. This is why we have tank fights and destroy anti-aircraft cannons and the, nonsense. Capcom. That's what happened with DMC2 and that didn't go well. And I think they learned. <laughs> it took them a bit, a few more years in a different franchise, but they finally learned. Well, they even make fun the... of themselves. In Resident yeah. Evil 8, Heisenberg calls Chris that boulder-punching bastard. Yep. <laughs> and also, they even go like, they even, there's even a note at the beginning of the game where, like, some weird shit happened in China. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah. The C-Virus resonated originated in china the c virus <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding it's a little on the nose and yeah and there's and the fact that also that there's an actual health and medical facility that it supposedly came from that has the actual umbrella logo as its logo no i'm not making that up look it up it's located in wuhan it's that's, very silly and interesting. It's like, freaking ridiculous. That's also, ridiculous. Also, I believe the 10th anniversary was like literally last week was like what, October the 13th, 2012? Yeah. You didn't hear Capcom go, yeah, 10 years of RE6. Like, mm. <laughs> Radio <laughs> silence. But RE4, this will clearly sell well and they'll keep remaking things. Oh what Are they going to reach a point where it's like, hey guys, remake. Ari Survivor, baby. Honestly, <laughs> the hey Manny. Honestly, the only ones that they that I would that they should remake, honest to God, is other than five and six. If they're going to do the big numbers, is Code Veronica and Zero. Yeah, because okay, Zero, you, just give know. Zero a fucking loot box or a item box, and, and, and please change the ending to not be a Final Fantasy boss. <laughs> yeah like that game if they changed up not every enemy to just be a giant blank a giant bat a giant rat a, a, a giant, giant centipede 
those are like those are the only ones that they can have left. And they they're and they're not gonna be like, huh, let's see if it justifies in sales with this RE4 remake to do another one. Oh wait, everyone and their mother bought it? Sure, let's remake another one. Oh yeah. I think they're gonna do co-veronica after this because that's that's technically the real RE3 because that actually advances the plot a lot more than actual and Resident I will Evil 3. Get a game with Claire again. <laughs> and we can do the incest twins better this time. The incest twins. That man, I had someone the other day try and argue with me that they weren't incestual. I'm like, did you play the same game that I did? And, and like that's the same game where RE started breaking the rules with its viruses, doing weird shit. And everyone's like, in seven, that doesn't make any sense that you've got a virus that can make you see weird things if you're inside of the radius of whatever. No one ever did that. I'm like, they gave a character fucking pyrokinesis with a virus in Vogue Veronica. Yeah, they stopped caring. <laughs> Are you kidding me, people? Vogue <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Veronica's a mess of a game if you think about it. Freaking weird. It's and also all... the most broken of games because it's the if you didn't carry this fire extinguisher with the right character, you can't get the best gun, and then therefore probably you're gonna not get. And you can last just boss. forget the magnum in a storage base before you leave. And not to mention, I if I had a dollar, which I saw someone complain about, I got stuck on the plane boss. Like everyone did. Yeah. But no, they have a chance to, and then like after it's all redone, it's just. Smooth sailing forward. I got it perfect. Redo Code Veronica, because then I'll have a main game that has Claire as a protagonist, and mm -hmm. then make Jill the head protagonist of Nine. All will be forgiven, yes. Capcom. Yes. You will have righted your wrongs for putting those two only in remakes outside Maybe of Maybe if they remake two. six, they can actually put Claire back in that. And they could put Jill instead of Pierce, because Jill <laughs> would make more fucking sense to try and correct Chris, who's magically an amnesiac. Also, can we also remake just at this point? Just remake them all. Let's remake freaking Revelations one. Why not? Oh, dude, if they remake the Rev games, I'm like, they're pretty good. Like, not much is wrong. No. I mean, well, if they remake them, I won't have Jill with an ass that takes up three quarters of the screen. I mean, <laughs> would I would I complain if they remade it? No, but just give me the option to put the Jill size shifter on the Jill the sandwich Jill model. The Jill sandwich. <laughs> I have a feeling there'd be a whole lot less cleavage in Rev One if they redid it. Yeah, they, we're gonna have to rework all these characters because even amongst Resident Evil in its absurdities, that character of Jessica is a freaking what the hell? She couldn't, hey she couldn't zip up that scuba suit if she tried. Okay, I had guys. I, I cut off one leg of my wetsuit for reasons. We had a character <laughs> named Jackass. <laughs> That's also true. And also, suddenly, there are three boats in the game instead of one boat. I was okay with the second boat. When it got to the, the third, third boat, where I'm like, like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, I'm happy. Yeah. I'll always be happy with Resident Evil News if it's not a eSports try again. <laughs> like, even, like, even Reverse looks cool now. Like, yeah, yeah, Reverse looks a lot better. Added, I think they added co-op. They added... They added smartly some stuff from RE8 because that was a real weird wait, wait this game's coming out of RE8 and you're not going to include anything from that game yeah what? and like the yeah put old face Chris in it it's so yeah. weird <laughs> and I think co-op and stuff okay yeah but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's gonna be awesome oh yeah 
Hell yeah. The whole conference is great. Nothing to complain about. Everything I like to They see. need to keep doing the Crypt Keeper style talk around. Yeah, because they realize that everyone liked the Duke and he's great. <sighs> Just, that voice actor is really fun. Yeah. Keep these presentations fun. Don't make them just blank talk and whatever's. Yeah. Well, like if, you, if you keep throwing that guy, or if you have in your, in your splice the next conference, and you have the lady who voice Lady D show up, fucking I, do, do that. Do that. Don't have like some random announcer guy. Like, Here's our next upcoming project. It's like, Shut up. I don't care about you. Keep it in the universe. Keep yeah. Why universe. not? Exactly. Um, speaking of blandly delivered uh, transmissions, what about the Silent Hill news that came out? <laughs> Yesterday. It's very fun to compare that now. How did that compare? Yeah, that's my first question to you guys, because for me personally, I think Resident Evil obviously, you know, took yeah. it by a mile. But The weird that... part is I was watching that yesterday. I'm like, wow, Harry Mason looks just like Leon if he aged badly. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Alan Wake, Mason, and Leon... All look like the same character that one did drugs, one drank, and one just was straight laced. I was just for the It's the like, same person. There's like alternate universe Leon where he just fell into like a drug problem. Yeah, and like Blooper Team is using Unreal 5 to really? make Silent Hill 2. And it looks I, comparable to the RE engine. Yeah. That didn't look like. R that didn't look like UE5. Well, give or take. That, like, that's apparently they're using Unreal 5, but it's very early. Hmm. So let's give them credit. Blooper Team is making super detailed games. The medium no. wasn't exactly a graphical masterpiece. No. Among, among other things. Um, <laughs> I'm much happier that they are remaking Silent Hill 2 and not making their own because mm -hmm. let's just say uh, subtlety is not a thing Blooper Team's known for. Well. Just from a casual glance at like both fan bases, apparently freaking Silent Hill fans are already going, you Resident Evil people, you always get what you want. Your remake looks better than our remake. Well, our remakes have been going for a while, and I'm going to be I honest, know. their remake is being made so that they have something. And I'm going to, were they ever going to remake Silent Hill 2 if the remakes from RE weren't coming out as no. much as they were? No. Because they were? no. How many so... games do you think have been remade because of RE2 being a hit? Yes. Many games. They're like Many. there's a there's a lot of them that are also doing the it's not just a remake it's the same thing but we're improving and changing the hoopah. This is all Capcom's doing. This is literally what they're doing. Yeah, I but, I also think that it does help that Capcom actually has people that are dedicated to actually making and developing games that work yes. for them. This is this yeah. is true. Like, they're actually the thing I've noticed from like the fan the, the, the response already is that scene with uh, with James looking at the mirror. Boy, are people not happy with that? We're just like, mm -hmm. once was it looking at a shadow face. It just oh yeah, James. Like, I said I'm wrong sad. name. Even. I'm it's sad. Been, oh, it is James. I've said I've played Silent Hill two in so long. I screwed his name up. But anyway, <laughs> it's uh, okay. I knew who you meant. I, but, I said Harry Mace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We knew who you meant. It's though. fine. It's fine. But yeah, it's. I mean, it looks slightly more actiony. Like, it looks like you can defend yourself more. Which is yeah. a change that I'm not sure about. I mean, as long as it's not, like, very good. Because I don't want it to, like, start approaching homecoming. Yeah, levels we don't of defending know any combat yourself. roles. 
No, like, but if you could fight a little bit better <laughs> because you because you've made the enemies that much more impactful, that makes sense. So if even if you can defend yourself, but it's still incredibly difficult, I, that's okay. I mean, the other thing is, I did actually read that apparently uh, Konami has literally said, "Okay, we're gonna keep you on a real short leash here, guys. You're not gonna be allowed to do too much with our with Silent Hill Two Remake, but." They have some creativity changes, and again, some of those are already kind of, you know, perplexing some people. Well, we'll see. I, man, it's... It's one of the weird things where it's like, randomly Konami's coming out with five different things for Silent Hill at once. Yeah. And they clearly didn't give a shit about Silent Hill for the longest time. A solid ten years. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah. wait, we have a property that can make money? And it, it was like PT, blah, and then all of a sudden Evil Within comes out, and it's basically Silent Hill, but done a little bit differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then one was eh, but then two was really good, and all of a sudden I think they kind of went, you know what? That's not fair that they're basically just made a better modern version of our game. We should maybe start working on some stuff. Also, does anyone so still care? That's no? weird. Just realize okay, find someone that does time. Just so how much time has changed. <laughs> Silent Hill Downpour was the last official actual release Silent Hill game, and that was, I believe, this a few months before RE6 came out. Same year. Oh, is that shocking? Yeah, I know. Boy, has <laughs> some things changed. But that's uh, not the only Silent Hill thing that we had announced. Uh, Silent Hill 2 remake. We also yeah. had Silent Hill Townfall. That name. <laughs> It's it's the town that falls. Hey, hey, the fall of the towns. The concept is awesome in my opinion. The concept sounds neat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A, a choose your own adventure that's live streamed and we vote on. That I've, could be amazing. I've heard a few people say that apparently it might be like Townfall is kind of like a ooh we're gonna do small indie studios do Silent Hill stories and be almost kind of Telltale esque which. I like the sound of that. It just that name is just like, did you even try? Yeah, Townfall. I, I, it's it's one of those. It's a very Japanese name. Yeah, this is this is like, uh, what was it? Metroid Other M, where the bad guy was called the Deletor. I, I think something went wrong. The with the Deletor. I don't want to think about Love Other it. M any more than I ever need to in my entire. Life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, that's my favorite example of. I think this was a translator error that they just kind of ran with. They ran with a lot of things in that stupid fucking game that they shouldn't have. <laughs> they sure did. Let's make Samus a dryless, humorless, witless subordinate that forgets to turn on her anti-heat function in her suit. Who is also voiced by someone we're going to be talking about later on. <laughs> anyway, I don't like Other M. No. <laughs> no. But Townfall does sound like a translator that era game. that I think about it. Yeah, and, and like they might change later. Anyway, they could do that. Yeah, that's what well, I they think could, too. They could. So cool. that's being developed by No Code. I I don't know of them. Um, I don't know them either. Apart from like they they made or, a couple of games in the past, which yeah. I've never heard of. So yeah, Annapurna Interactive publishing it or co-publishing yeah. it. Yeah, which who did What Remains of Edith Finch? Yep. Yep. That was good. They also yeah, did 12 minutes. More in indie direction, yes. which, you know, indie yes. stories in Highland Hill. Why didn't they think that's not so? a bad idea? Oh, it's a great, great idea. Indie fits Silent Hill more than most. It really does. You just need 
some random story of some guy in Silent Hill. That's it. Yep. True. True. No and then, of course, the real reason why everybody's here, including Konami, which was the fact that they're getting another movie made, which nice. apparently is the reason why we're having more games in the Silent Hill universe because of this movie coming out. Which is the same guy who directed the first one that was Christoph Gans. Kind yes. of okay. Yes, that first movie's okay. He did not do Silent Hill Revelations, so we're not going to, you know, be mad at him too hard. No, he, he made one of the few movies that Sean Bean lived through. Yes. Shocking. Where he, plays, where he plays a character that dies in the series, which makes me really confused, because everyone that saw the movie's like, can't wait to see him die in the first five minutes. But, like he's but alive. Don't, don't, don't worry, because the director is a real gamer, everybody. He's a real <laughs> gamer. Yes, he likes the I game. am a real gay male. But also, um... I could there. I don't think there's been a thing in gaming media that confused me more than them describing what this movie is supposed to be. Because I still don't know what it's supposed to be. Me neither. Especially when also, they're showing clips from the other movies. Yeah, and, and then and games. Silent Hill Two. Yeah, original it's Silent e Hill Two. It's either a sequel to the original movie, its own original movie, or a movie of Silent Hill Two. <laughs> which it's called Return of Silent Hill, which isn't really how... Which no or one's ever three. done. Or all of them. I don't know! But, like, if I get to see Pyramid Head again in, like, a good way? That's fine. Yeah. I'm, don't I'm, do, I'm, like, Downpour, where they're just... He's the boogeyman. He's not the boogeyman! So, so coming from someone who is not a Silent Hill fan, as, as if you couldn't tell... Um, is it, do they really call that Red Pyramid thing? They, in the movie, he's called Red Pure Red Pyramid Head. He's just normally called Pyramid Head. Well, okay, the important thing is we know is, and this is kind of the problem with Silent Hill games later on, is uh, Pyramid Head was just supposed to be a manifestation for the James Sunderland character in Silent Hill 2, and that worked really well in that thing, but that was his problem. But then after yeah. that, he just starts showing up in later games. Everyone has like... their own things, and that was James's. But then they're like, that's the coolest monster we ever made, other than the slut nurse, so we need to bring them back. It, it is the Michael Myers problem of everyone wants to move on, but I guess the studio will not let them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's called Red Pyramid Thing. Yeah. But that's just what, again, Japan. Oh, also, by the way, According to IMDb, they're saying the Return to Silent Hill is, is straight up just Silent Hill 2. Uh, no. That's IMDb, I'm going to be honest. In yeah. IMDb, during the first season of The Flash, they said that Iris West was reverse Flash. <laughs> that's so, true. You can't really trust much Everyone anything, can but... edit IMDb. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb is the Wikipedia of movies. Oh, I know, but I think it was under default. It's grain of salt. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, seeing how they're actually remaking Silent Hill 2. Yeah. True, true. Well, but well, don't worry, least... he's a real gamer. Don't worry about it. He's a real gamer who hasn't made a movie since 2014, by the way. Because he's been really gaming. He's been really gaming, and he's really French, and he sounds like David Cage, but he's just the perfect, I promise. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but he sounds like David Cage that doesn't talk as if his head is up his own ass. Which is funny, because I'm pretty sure his last movie was a, 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 an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast with Lee S.A. Do, where she's practically naked half the time. So maybe, maybe all the French people are just the same. But hmm. is she getting raped in an awkward scene that wasn't necessary for the plot? I don't think so, but okay. I haven't seen that version, so I can't actually say that for a fact. Okay, cool. Fuck you, David Cage. 
Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we can rely on two things. Bloober Team and David Cage for yeah. Brock to rant on. Oh, yes. Um, I... Good thing those two had never met. Moving away a little bit now. <laughs> Moving away from the horror a the little bit be- here. The, the best... Wait. No, no, no. Let's okay. forget the most okay. creative, the most creative and weirdest thing that came out. Oh of yeah, that this was really cool and was weird. Silent Hill F. Oh, that's right, Silent Hill F. Yeah, which takes place in like feudal Japan. I was gonna say it's like yeah, it's not even just Japan; it's like way in like the past, like fourteenth um, century. In case anyone forget, Silent Hill is in like Maine. Yeah, this is well established. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so what's up with this? By uh, Stephen King, like lore, so that it's. And it's based off a town in Pennsylvania. How are you having a a Silent Hill game in Japan? Ancient Japan at that. Ancient Japan. It is from, now, it is from a thing that I have, it's from a writer who's apparently very famous in Japan that I've never heard of. Yeah, I looked at the guy's name like, people used to be popular in Japan, man. He's very popular. Now, if this is going to be Feudal Japan, like, maybe the thing that affects Silent Hill came from there originally or it's like an alternate universe maybe or like well what if silent hill but japan yeah i don't know is it a visual novel because no, no it's it like it's, a game it does just a reveal trailer no it's going to be an actual game game i huh. just think it's in such early development that they have nothing from it yeah and the weird and here's the weirder part the studio doing it, not writing it, but doing it is Neobards, who are the ones who did like Resident Evil Resistance and Resident Evil Reverse. So oh. now Reverse people are making a Silent Hill game. Yeah. <laughs> Reversal. So this is, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about Silent Hill Ascension. Oh yeah, that was oh, oh, yeah. that was that was the Twitter one, right? Or no, the, the Twitch thing. Twitch thing. Oh, the, that's oh, the shit, Twitch oh, thing. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! That, no, that's the Twitch thing. Then what was Townfall? Then that's Townfall. The Townfall was the, the indie other new one. Weird, was like yeah. The new actual Silent Hill game that's like in Silent Hill canon. I got those screwed up. That's that okay. That's okay. That's their, that's their fault. Well, that I mean, is, Ascension yeah. is like the Dead by Daylight sort of, I guess, type of game or something. I guess. Yeah, it's the same right. developers, right? It's behavior. Yes, yeah. and they and also yeah. at one point were also before they announced they were like, "Hey, remember that time we put Cheryl Mason and Pyramid Head in our game?" Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, we do. You and JJ Abrams said something about it, and they read that oh, yeah. because they were like, "Oh my God, JJ Abrams! He said something about us!" Yay! People just, people well, just love David. To, to, to be fair, the people doing the CGI are Bad Robot, his company. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he ain't writing it. It's not going to be Mystery Box Hill. Oh, good. <sighs> okay, but now I, we can move on. Yes. I, 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 I'll make one last joke. Silent Hill F. Sure. Great. Looks great. That name, though, you just know if the game fails, everyone's going to say Silent Hill press F to pay respects. I also don't know if that name's going to stick. I, I don't think so. so this was, don't. Was that sounds hold. like a project title. Yeah, it's it's going to get a real name, or it's going to be. Silent Hill, Japan. Everyone's going to just talk about, like, oh, you mean the Japanese Silent Hill? Yeah, like how Ubisoft wouldn't make a Japan game until Sucker Punch made Assassin's Creed in Japan and goes to Tsushima, and then they went, <laughs> people really like that for some reason, huh? Yeah. 
Maybe we should actually try that. They badgered us they for were years. Like, hmm. Huh. We, can let the, we can let the intern that's a really big fan of Naruto finally do it. He could stop running through the office with his arms behind his back. <laughs> yes. I guess Tenchi wasn't enough proof. No, apparently not. Back of the day. Nope. Um, okay, so up next, um, I wanted to talk about something that's that's near and dear to my heart, and I think to everybody's, which is the Arkham series. Uh, because Ooh. I've been replaying that in anticipation of Gotham Knights release. So, what do you guys think? It is of the Arkham favorite, series. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Very good. I don't think they have a below B plus game in the entire series. I say Origins. Not even Origins. The Origins is the most inessential, but it's still good. Origins to me is the only one that has a little bit of wobbliness to it, but. I will tell you, it has the best boss fights. It does. Because yeah. they actually made you, they made that entire game centered around making you a better Batman player. Like, you get rewards based around doing actual things that the training montages make you do. And, like, they have actual boss health bars and, like, stuff like that. And there wasn't a whole lot of just throw battering at A, B, C, and D. Like, that fight against Deathstroke where mm -hmm. you literally can't fight and beat him just by pressing triangle and waiting for him to hit you, where you actually have to feel like you're fighting a professional, kicked yeah. my fucking ass for like oh, two yeah. hours. It was so good. And, oh, yeah, just the feeling of it, it was a very different thing. And, yeah, it's just all the games are good. They all aimed for different things. And I'm going to tell you right now, Keona can agree with this because he played it on his PC. Yep. Batman Arkham Knight. Hold on. Batman Arkham Knight. Batman Arkham Knight came out in 2015. Yes. That game looks as good as some current gen, like, high-end engine games coming out now. It really does. That game is freaking ridiculously good-looking. The freaking physics on the rain. Off the charts. Like when you when you're just as Batman and you dive off a ledge or something and he just spreads his cape out and the way the rain just flops off of his cape and stuff, it's just freaking amazing. Yeah. Like Yeah. I don't Genuinely. think I've seen Go ahead. I haven't seen anything like that in, in modern games. One of the biggest jump scares in gaming period is an Arkham <laughs> Knight. Fucking Kurt Langstrom over the roof. I Man, shit my pants that first time. He just, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And then they have Joker do it later in the same exact situation. <laughs> Joker, Joker just being a uh, a constant presence too in that game in Arkham Knight, especially was just and the that way was fun. they did it. They still let Scarecrow be the main dude. Yeah, but they had him be an hallucination in your head. Yeah. Some of the they finally let Mark Hamill be oh, just yeah. absolutely ruthless, and then yes, there, there's one there's one line I can't remember exactly how he says it. Ooh, I always had a soft spot for Barbara. It was right around her C four and C five vertebrae. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> Savage like, Joker. Oh, are they letting Mark put the lines in in this game? Oh, it's so good. And, like, there's just moments. 
Like, one of my favorite ones is where you rescue Oracle off the roof and you jump down with her after yeah. you get yeah. shot off by Jim. And she falls down and it's after the Red Hood destroyed the Batmobile. And you're just mm -hmm. in there huddling up against the thing with Barbara. And she's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's just like, don't worry. I have a spare. And he, but, but, don't and worry. Lucius made another one or and something. One, and he jumps and it takes out everyone. I was like, fucking yuck! <laughs> like, of course he did. You know, having gone back and replayed it recently, the Batmobile stuff does not bother me as much as it did before. That, it, no. And I'm glad you agree with me on that. That was one thing that I just feel people didn't want to get used to. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I'm still iffy about it, but it's hardly the worst thing. No. Because it's like, if you didn't want to traverse around in it, you didn't need to. But in the situations where you needed to use it, it wasn't bad. Is it and perfect? The, no. But... The thing that was weird about I mean, it controls better than a lot of racing games, if you ask me. Controls better than the, Warthog, the Warthogs in Halo. <laughs> Low bar, my guy. <laughs> True. I know. I know. I know. Fine. I had to say it, though. I had to say it. I had to throw some shade at infinite. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, I mean, that boss fight where you're in the Batmobile in the tunnels against Red Hood and he's got the driller, the drill yes. machine, which reminded me of Gurren. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> totally reminded me of Gurren. Absolutely. Now. Um, <laughs> especially where he's like, he's like, fuck you, Batman. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny, though. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I just think... I think that boss fight, playing it through now, it was so much more fun and interesting. Like, I think I missed the whole point of it back when I played it originally. Yeah. And that, that game does some of the best atmospheric horror of yeah. all time. When yeah. you start getting the random flashbacks of just how much more fucked this version that Jason Todd got from the Joker. Oh my god. Where he didn't Nasty. die, he just no. lost him, and he tortured him in Arkham Asylum for, like, a decade. <laughs> and he shows you, like, up close videos of it and stuff, and he, like, branded his face. I'm like, oh. It reminded me a little bit of, of like, what, um, what Paul Dini had him do to Tim in Return of the Joker, <laughs> Batman Beyond yes. Return of the Joker. Yes. Yeah, it was like that similar kind of thing, but of course that was a cartoon. They couldn't go as hard, you know. They did have to fix how the Joker died, though. I remember yeah. they reanimated that. Yeah, they did. They did the uncut version. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, um, oh. Barbara's, you know, like her seeming death was a, a big shock to me this time around because I forgot that. So when I was playing this game this time around, I was like, oh my god, did she actually get, did she actually do it, or was that fear gas? And I thought it was fear gas the whole time, but I was the just only th the only thing holding that bugs, out hope. The only thing that bugs me, and it's oddly happened in two different DC Comics um, properties, is how hallucinations interact with real-life objects. <laughs> in, in, in Arrow... Felicity is looking at her alter ego that is a figment of her imagination and she's reading a book on her couch. The figment of her imagination picks the book up out of her hands and throws it across the room as if she was actually there, but she's fake. In Arkham Knight, in Arkham Knight, the Joker, who is a figment of, of Batman's imagination, picks up the pistol and scoots it closer to, or to Oracle so that she shoots herself and the pistol's physically there. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another time where I'm like, that's not how that works! But, yeah, that scene where you're supposedly watching her... Because, man, that's the worst they've... And in a good way, the worst they've ever made Barbara look. Like, yeah. She's, like, she's getting around and, like, she's helping. I get that. But also, they've, they've had, outside of the Batman... The Batgirl from Birdside, that is my favorite... Batgirl costume. I don't care how many people hate that thing. Her costume in that DLC mm-hmm. is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's great. Um. Oh, what was I going to ask you now? Uh, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on Arkham Knight while I try to figure out what my question was? Um. It has one of my favorite depictions of Catwoman. I like. I, I really. I, well, I like. I always like the Arkham version of Catwoman in general, but. No, they they gave her own little short DLC. That was kind of cute. Did they, yeah, in both games. Yep, in bo- actually, you're right. Oh, true. Yeah, right that Arkham Knight right. one's freaking hard. That final yeah, that fight was... scene where you have to like dance across the electrocuting floor that gets shorter and shorter. Oh <sighs> God! No, it's not fun. Yes, I. But that is one of my favorite, one of my more prefer- preferable character designs, personality, and the voice actor. I believe is Gray Delise. Oh, great delight. Yeah. I believe that's her doing that. Yeah, she's always great. Yeah, she's great. Um, oh, that was one thing that I wanted to bring up, too, because this 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 is going to be a topic later on on the show, too. Um, what do you think of the recasting of Barbara Gordon in this game? Because originally in City and Asylum, it's Kimberly Brooks, who was also Ashley in Mass Effect. Yes, and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought that was really weird that they recasted her because I'm like, she's really good, because, like, they even have her voice Barbara in it, the first Injustice. Yep. Yeah. So, I didn't, I, I didn't get it, because, like, everyone else stays the same except her. I almost wonder if, like, Kimberly had a scheduling conflict. It might have been that. It might have been that. Because from everything I've seen about her, she seems like the kindest person on the planet. So, yeah. I don't yeah. see her getting upset about something or doing whatever, because... It was it was just very odd. Yeah, um, I think Ashley Green fit the role, also. But yeah, oh. that was weird to me that they just changed her her yeah. voice completely. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, I mean, the, the new girl did a good job, so I'll give her that. It, it was just different, but mm-hmm. eh, it's cool. They they um. Um, Knight has my by far favorite uh, scarecrow design ever. Yes, they just they just made him like ghetto Freddy Krueger, and that was awesome. That's <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was the coolest shit ever. Like, it barely has his face held together. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, that was pretty. That was pretty intense, man. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna look up the rest of the cast here because. I know that there are some people I'm forgetting. But yeah, the amount of variation in side missions you had, and where like each person had their own line of side missions, like the bank robberies with Two Face. Yeah, Two Face. Yeah. Chase chasing down um, uh, Firefly. Um, yeah. The stuff with Mister Pig. Professor Pig, dude. Professor that was Pig, sorry. Freaking amazing. <laughs> with, the, with the mutilated bodies and stuff like that. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Ooh. even in the DLC, when they brought back in the Mad Hatter and you fought through a storybook and stuff, and, like, the mutated, like, Godzilla-looking version of, of uh, Killer of Croc. Croc that they had. Yeah. 
Yep. And of course, Mister Freeze. Yes. And the end of oh. his storyline with with Nora, and how yeah. she's telling him like, "I don't want to go back on ice. I yeah. I just you know I want to live my fun. life. I don't want to be like asleep all the time." Yeah. Hey. Did yeah. You, did you know that she got an alter ego and a power set in comics? Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. She was called Lazara because they threw her in the Lazarus pit and she got fired. Oh, yeah, like, I remember that. Power. Yeah, that was a little... Oh, that was like in the... Wasn't that in like the War Games, post-War Games era I, or something I, around there? No, I barely remember it. It's like a random fever. Lazara or something. Lazara. Oh, Lazara. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, um, it's... And like the Kurt Langstrom stuff, going through his lab. Kirk Langstrom was played by Lauren Lester, who was the original Robin on the '90s animated show. I never noticed oh, really? that. Though, was just Dick now. Grayson? Yes, that was Lauren Lester. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's spectacular. And of course, the great John Noble as Scarecrow, but that's like spot-on perfect casting, if you ask me. <laughs> that 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 level casting is just about as good as them as they announced before that they're having um tony todd be venom yeah that is going to be terrifying that is terrifying that is scary oh i can't wait oh i can't wait um well how does it stack up for you then in terms of the arkham games does it go like you know because we have of course we have asylum then we have city then we have origins then we have knights okay. Uh, if you had to rank them, how would you rank them? Okay, honestly, I would go... Let's see. I would go Knight, best to worst. I would go Knight, mm -hmm. Origins, Asylum City. Interesting. I don't think any of them are bad, but in my yeah. opinions, the storylines in them, yeah, that's what it is. Tyler, what about you? Oh, Tyler? did we lose him? might have lost him he is uh -oh. until we get him back Kiona, go ahead <laughs> okay i'll go ahead with mine then well i i like city in terms of the storyline but i would say in terms of the overall package night is the most refined yes absolutely it's fair so i would i would say something like night and then city okay and then huh toughy Oh my god, it's like reverse order. It would be Asylum Origins. Yeah. It would be like, yeah. Because would... Origins for me was the buggiest of them and also it it you know, it doesn't have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah, it, yeah. that's the one thing where if it wasn't being made at the same time as Night, it likely would have. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Origins is a very good game. So like you said, there's no there's there's nothing bad about it really. Yeah. But it's just um there's nothing bad about the series as a whole, I mean. So, you know, even though I would rank Origins last, it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it because I really yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like, I put Asylum above City, but City's boss fights are better. That last boss fight against the Joker is one of the worst things I've played in my entire life in a video game. I hate it. Oh, my I God. That, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. That was horrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I, I, would, I would go Origins probably is the least, but not... Because it's bad, and then probably go Knights Asylum, then City. City, I think, is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does have the best fight with Mr. Freeze. 
Yes, the Mr. Freeze boss fight in the city is awesome. Yeah, that on highest difficulty. Oh my god, I can't even know. Because there's there's versions there's versions of his takedowns. (laughs) There's versions of his takedowns I didn't realize existed. Really? Because like it's like six or seven that you have to take him down normally. There's ten of them that you have to do to get him down on the hardest. No, like you have to use every single thing to get him down. It's insane i had to get a video to be like how do you fuck so wait get him that way (laughs) so wait you can do vent takedown you can do the tightrope takedown you can do the the quarter takedown the magnet takedown the floor takedown the over a rail takedown you can get the under rail takedown you can there's and then from up the top through the glass it's oh my god you have to use like every single thing then <laughs> um and if you lose once you gotta do it all over again one of the things though i will say is the riddler so annoying i mean it, it is cool, but he's but supposed it's one to of be. those things where it's like you can totally ignore him if you want to so it's nice yeah yeah but, except I mean, in night <laughs> in 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 night he's good like you could cut him off and it's like you could get my final battle if you get the ending, but I, yeah. but in night, the fact that he is ha- actually having a midlife crisis because it's revealed that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He's like, no, he's not. I want to be oh, yeah, that's true. a stupid billionaire. That is not true. <laughs> he's like, like, this is too lame and easy. No, it can't be. <laughs> that is true. I did enjoy that. I mean, I the do, voice actor obviously is really, really good. I'm just I saying like this that rendition, even though, you know, good, it's very like... much on the, uh, along the Frank Gorshin lines. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's who the Riddler is. Well, actually, before, every rendition of the Riddler was inspired by the old 60s Batman version until, like, now. Sure. Yeah, until yeah. this last Until Zodiac one, which... Riddler. Well, it's, well, the Arkham, I wouldn't say that because I don't remember that version of the Riddler um, putting saw traps anywhere. Well, okay, that, okay also, also the Telltale <laughs> version was more like saw. So I guess there's like two, three-ish versions that are not quite yeah. like corny That's true. guy in the green outfit going, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> I mean, how how shocking was it for you? If you think back to the original um, Arkham City, you know, how shocking was it to see that they actually killed the Joker in that one? I loved it. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. great. I loved it. And of course, he, you know, he, his, his shadow self or whatever that hangs around Batman blames Batman for it, but it was actually the Joker's fault. Exactly, because who would Batman blame himself? Yes. Absolutely. And it would drive him nuts. And yeah. I just love the last lines they get to give are the best. Do you know what the worst thing is? After everything you've done, I still... No, you know I know what it... You want to know what is funny? After everything you've done, I still would have helped you. And he's just like, you know what that is? <laughs> that pretty, is funny. pretty funny. Pretty <laughs> funny. And then he goes, eh. Yeah, you're just done. But no one saw what happened, so of course everyone is on their own little wits about it, and it's just like getting to see everyone the reaction to everyone else. Where they're like, "Did he actually kill Joker?" And then like no one can tell, and no one except for like Tim and the Bat family knows what happens. So mm-hmm. everyone else is on edge, like he killed someone. And, and also, in I love in a uh, night when you replay the game and the Joker's going into the furnace, instead of just burning silently, he jumps up like, ah! Oh, God. 
if you play it on New Game Plus and go through it, he jumps up when he's in this, the crematory thing. No. Yeah, it's awesome. No. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I obviously have not played it on New Game Plus because I, yeah. I have not seen that, and nor I, do I, I want to. My God, that extreme close-up, and I can't just imagine that. My God, that would freak me out. Wasn't the guy who voiced Commissioner Gordon in Night, isn't that uh, Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad? It is Jonathan Banks. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great casting. Oh, yeah. That voice cast. That voice cast is great. And, like, the fact that you could, like, eventually when you catch everyone in night and they all have to sit in that little, like, bullshit pig pen in the fucking GCPD <laughs> and, like, interrogate them and they're all giving each other shit. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Oh, it's great. Yeah, just... The the Deacon Blackfire thing was, like, the most pointless of those side quests. It, com it comes out, I was like, Deacon Black... Huh? And then it's like, it's just he wants to kill Jack Ryder, of all people. It's just like, wait, we had some time left of development, let's make another side quest. <laughs> let's just do Deacon Blackfire. Yeah. It... But his yeah. rants in the, in the jail cell were pretty funny. They are, and the fact that we got a little bit more Jack Ryder was pretty cool because that their that was cool. Ryder was pretty great. Yeah, that was one thing where like they took the towel that was Batman and squeezed that thing out into they everything did. you could get. Um, uh. I think Origins though the the strong point for that particular game was probably like the boss fights, like you said, and also the storyline was pretty impressive yes. for what they tried to do there. I like the the idea that it's the Joker's first meeting with him, and then you get to play as the Joker for that short little segment where he just goes around and he's just like figuring it out. Oh, I know what my problem is. It's Batman, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And the, the fact that when he falls down, he's like, "Why didn't you let me die?" And they're just he's going to sell. Who was that? <laughs> and that last boss fight with him, which is not really a fight at all, it's just Batman just wailing on him. Yeah, like that, that was that the. That was the funniest, like, final boss fight that I've ever seen in a video game, I swear. Yeah, yeah. and then, like, getting to see the discourse leading of Gordon coming to trusting you and seeing that, actually seeing the fact that Barbara trusted you first. Yeah. Making that genuine was really good. But, man, just Troy Baker fucking killed it, in my opinion. He did. He was so and, good. And, like him being wheeled in and then you know hardly talking to him and just that sly little has everyone ever called you harley just harley like, oh <laughs> i didn't think i was gonna get these moments but they're so good 20 uh was it, 2013 really was troy baker's year because he started off with bioshock infinite and then last of us and i think wasn't that like the same year arkham origins like uh, I, I, I believe it was 2012. Uh, no, it is 2013. You're right. You're right. 2013. It was really Troy Baker's year. Yeah. Well, it's. So, so who was, um, wait now. I'm looking up something here. Steve Bloom is electrocutioner. <laughs> electrocutioner, by the way. One of my Classic. Favorite, one of my favorite boss Classically fights. Classically funny in the entire thing was just what you gonna call it just a total pushover and then he gets shot out the window and you just take his gauntlets he loves he always play like schlocky batman villains i think he was in the uh the telltale batman game as a character called blockbuster oh 
Blockbuster's a Nightwing villain. He's... I know. We're just like yeah. Hey, we're, we're th- he's gonna get wrecked just like Blockbuster the series. Who did the voice of of um supposed to be Harvey Bullock? Part of me thought it was the guy from the series. That's what I thought, because I was like, that sounds way too much like um like like Robert Costanzo. I'm not sure, but I, it sounded just like it. So yeah, there is yeah yeah I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, but it's it like, was Robert Costanzo. Nice. It was. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so that, glad for that. I'm so that, happy that they got him in the, there. He's the perfect Harvey Bullock in my opinion. Perfect Bullock he's voice, so yeah. Good. He's actually yeah, one of four one of only four people to come back from the animated series. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked that like that, that Robert Costanzo, that Bullock himself was not featured in the games more in the Arkham games. I know, he's only in Origins, which feels wrong. He's only in Origins. Yeah, yeah it it is well the the weirdest part is until Origins and Night, there wasn't a heavy police presence. That's true. So, outside of Gordon, who was just happened to be visiting Asylum with you, you barely would have had Gordon in uh, Origins. I mean, not Origins, Asylum. Mm-hmm. So, it was kind of cool. I did find it weird. Like, if he was in Night, I don't remember him being in Night. And you you spend a good chunk of it actually inside the GCPD. Yeah, no, Bullock was not in Night. Pretty much wrong. It was yeah, it was the original uh, Harley was only in uh, Asylum, right? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she retired from the role or something. Yeah, Yeah, she just retired. I think she retired just full on, and then or just retired. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they got Arlene Sorkin to get it for one. Yeah, I just remembered another one of my favorite moments from Night. When you go in and you drop off Batgirl into the police station so that she could be safe in, like, the GCPD's lockup using the computer and stuff. And then all of a sudden you come back out and the cops are, like, taking selfies next to the new Batmobile and stuff. Oh, God, that was so freaking (laughs) hilarious. And also, they're like, sorry, Batman, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, get your right, sir. Sorry, sir, we fixed it. And also, (laughs) when... When, when Barbara dies, dies. Mm-hmm. Joker is just like waiting for Gordon to come in, and he's just like, "Come on, take a seat, Jimbo. We need to talk." <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill was just on fire through this whole <laughs> entire series. Of his life. Oh. And people were just like, "We don't want Joker." I'm like, "Why?" That that moment that kind of freaked me out a little bit was when like, um, was when you play as Gordon. And you're going oh, into yeah. like the movie theater, and then like he's looking at all the different guys, and Johnny Charisma played by Michael Rosenbaum, yes. yeah. freaking hilarious. Yes. And then like, and then you turn, and Batman's there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> jeez. No wonder, no wonder Gordon's like smoking all the time. You know, he's just like, man, the stress of dealing with this guy. Absolutely. Like his life would be so much better if there weren't these people. Why, why do you do this to me? Yeah, seriously. Why do you give me like heart attacks three times a night? Like, <laughs> speaking of heart attacks, like, what was one thing I appreciated about Origins? You got to have the green behind the gills still willing to break some freight like yeah getting close batman like when he sees when he gets close to roman cyanus and he's like i'm not gonna talk you can't make me talk he's like i will hack your peacemaker and i will get you close to flatlining you will tell me what i need i'm like yo (laughs) (laughs) well it mirrors the the comic book origins too because he was willing to just kill guys 
was so yeah. happy. That's one thing where it's and, like a lot of people were like, it's so dumb that rule doesn't make sense anymore that no hero would ever not want to kill. It's childish. It's dumb. It's whatever. I'm like, no, I'm going to be honest with you. I have had a thought in my brain for the longest time. And I'm going to be honest. Batman will not kill you. Your hospital bills will. And I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I would much true. rather be dead than what in any of the States I have left the thug in, in Arkham games. Yeah. He will leave you begging for death because guess what? You're a low life piece of trash. And if you wouldn't have picked up a life of crime, you could have been sitting at home with your family. And mm -hmm. I'll make sure you remember that and I'll give you a second chance. <laughs> Did, and he had the shot gloves in that game. So like, yes, did. didn't he do that to Bane where he actually cut off? Like where, where that was the thing where in the fight where um, Jim Gordon was going to die if he didn't kill Bane yeah he kills him and then jim's like i knew you weren't any different he's like shut up i need to concentrate i'm restarting his heart and he jumps up he's like you're not a killer he's like i don't do things that way and i'm like seeing the wheels turn in jim's head of like trusting him that moment is so good and that was another thing that i liked about it too was some of the the character interactions in that game because like the bat cave itself was an interesting setting because you could go and talk to alfred and they gave you like the little alfred wisdom xp <laughs> and yeah. like and, but there are moments when Alfred and Bruce are, like, at each other's throats, which I found very interesting. Like, you can tell it's... I like my Alfred relationship the most when he's, like, loving dad. And this is the loving dad's gonna kick your ass now for a moment. Yeah, when and he it's, comes it's... back and he thinks Bane killed Alfred. Yeah. And he's ripping him out of the freaking rubble. <laughs> I was like, Bane? Oh, you're dead. <laughs> that was one of the most motivational points in a game I've ever had. Even though you know Alfred's not dead because he's oh, in the absolutely. other games, but Even still, I was like, "You hurt, you you hurt Dad." You're yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, Good. um, the funniest thing though, I I think the funniest line in Arkham Origins was in the the Mister Freeze DLC, where Alfred says to him. By the way, sir, your glooperangs are no longer like you can't you can't use them anymore because the glue has degraded or something. It's like I just couldn't quite get that one to work. <laughs> my and then like my favorite line from Night. It will never. I have it as a Facebook says it comes to my memory. It always makes you joke. It's like these two goons are talking, which is always just Steve, Steve Bloom and Phil Lamar. Always, like nine, always, nine lines in always. These yeah, I know. And, and it's them talking to each other, and always he's just like, you know what, man? Batman wouldn't be in that big of a deal if you didn't have that Batmobile. He's like, yeah, but he has it. I know, but I'm just saying he wouldn't even be that big of a threat if he didn't have the car. And he's like, yeah. But I'm saying that he does. <laughs> and they say it in a lot more clever fashion, but it's just like, dumbass. I get it. If he didn't have all the fancy combos, 19,000 different types of fighting, no shit, he wouldn't be stuck. I love that the huge guys that carry around the miniguns just sound like the most whiny ass dudes. Like when they're carrying around the. They're like, somebody's down over here. I'm going to go check them. And then it's like, but they just, they don't even sound that gruff. They just sound like totally normal dudes. I, I, I do love the grunt dialogue. Oh, hey, the Batman. So is down over here. Yeah, my favorite thing ever is the classic Arkham pileup where you do the, the drift and hang 
where you get someone, <laughs> line them up, zip to a different vantage point, battering the rope down, go back to the same vantage point, trip them up, go and just repeat. You can have piles of like 20 people. <laughs> Ever piles. Or like the best one to do is take out everyone silently and then um, uh, disarm a person's gun. And then they'll just be like, hey, is anyone around? Has anyone seen the Batman? Where is he? He's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, the red There's dialogue. Compilations on YouTube of people just scaring the shit out of people and stuff. Bad. That's hilarious! Oh my god! They get the most aggressively sounding New Yorkers. That's why it's oh, yeah, funny totally. that they. That's why it's funny that they got so long to get you know Harvey Bullock in there because you get more New Yorker. You gotta get Harvey Bullock in there, man. If if, if it was if it was me, Harvey Bullock would be in every single Batman game. Yeah, I would have oh, been yeah. okay with that. I mean, he finally got Lucius to be in the fort and in, in night. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah. And Dave Fenoy doing the voice. Yeah. By the way, was just giving me Telltale Walking Dead flashbacks which, which, the whole time. Yes, oh, it was. Also, hey, by the way, if Gotham Knights get a, gets a sequel, also get um, Batwoman in there also. Yes, yes. Because, like, they're also not afraid to mention her because in the voicemails in his office... You get a message from her asking yeah. her if you got the wedding invite. Her That's right. I'm like, thank you, because comics didn't give a shit and cancel their wedding because they're jackasses. Well, also, Brock, I know why you want Batwoman in the game. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wanted Cassie Kane. I want Batgirl. I well, and get, get Duke, get the him. signal in there, too. Get two Thomas in there, yeah. Everybody. Bat or Jace Fox, which, even. That would be kind of interesting. Batwing, which I hate they gave him that name, but he's another Fox. Batwing, yeah. Batwing. Like, yeah, I mean, they could totally do a lot with, with oh, the yeah. sequel, for sure. Um, characters in it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, So, two more things before we get off the Arkham topic. Um, The, the first thing is... Oh, uh... uh Asriel, Asriel, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that because well, how did you feel about that whole side quest there? And did you that. make, which choice did you make? Did you make him go against his programmer or did you make him kill Batman or try to? I, I made him go against his programmer. The first Me too. I really like that you actually went into like the pro, the reprogramming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the, the, the Asriel that becomes Batman. It was no, it wasn't Jean Paul. It was the other was, guy, uh, whose name I can't freaking think of. But yeah, Michael something, Michael Lane or something like that. Michael Lane, that could be. But yeah, I thought that was really cool that you had it be an overarching character starting in City. Yeah, and now we had those really hard training montages where you like couldn't touch walls and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Michael Lane. I think you were right. I think so. I think his name was Michael Lane. But yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting, though, that they used that version of Azrael and they didn't use, like, the, the Jean-Paul Valley version. Because I guess they would have thought, like, oh, well, the comic book fans are going to pick up on it, then that he's obviously going to Oh, trust me, they got mad enough at the fact that they have Tim Drake and Barbara dating in that continuity. It's like, oh, God, seriously, though. Guys, in one continuity, she almost dates freaking uh, Jason Todd. Like, they show text between them talking about possibly hanging out in a non-crime-fighting fashion. 
they're human beings. They can date who they want. For crying out loud, to uh, Tim, Tim. They aged oh, him up anyway. They aged up Tim Drake. They they did. Uh, 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 oh, I'm forgetting his name. Not Paul Dini. Who's the other guy? Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim got his weird yeah, fantasy on screen finally with yeah the freaking Killing Joke where he was just obsessed. Oh God, with yeah, the he obsessed with Barbara Gordon. He prefers that relationship, which I don't get. I don't like that at all. I like, I like the, you know father figure relationship, not the we got a bone tonight. I just don't see Babs as going after somebody like Bruce. Like that doesn't seem He'd right. Be better. To me, yeah, exactly. She's like better than he is. Like, why does she need him? (laughs) The weirdest thing is, like, did you read the Batman animated series tie-in comic where she got pregnant from him? No. There was this thing where, like, where I'm pregnant, and then he goes, "Tell Bruce, well, tell Dick, congratulations. It's not his." It's a cruel joke being played on the fandom, I swear. I think Bruce Tim is actually the Joker. Yeah, I think Bruce, he is oh, a I think, actually, I think Bruce Tim is a genius. Just well, has a very specific the real hero here. Uh, no kink shaming here, but dude, no. <laughs> no. No. I would I do not accept that. No, like you said, she's better than he is. She, why does she need Bruce Wayne of all people? And, like and Babs you know, is so you, much better know, than him. And you know who would admit to Babs that she could do better than Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully he would. Because Bruce has got a lot of other options that can personally dink with his <laughs> well-being. <laughs> Somehow, Selena Kyle is the most psychologically stable option he's ever had. I know, seriously, though. <laughs> Outside of Vicky Vale. Or as as they said in the 60s, Batman, Miss Kitka. Miss Kitka. Miss Kitka. Yes. I just, by the way, can I just go off on a small tangent there and just say, like, having recently rewatched that, the 60s, the 60s Batman film, you know, the film version where there is Miss Kitka and that whole plot line, yeah. And then he, like, gets kidnapped. You know, Bruce gets kidnapped in his Bruce Wayne guys, and he's taken to the villain's hideout and all that. And he's, and he's like, sitting there going, like, if you've touched her, I'll kill you all. I'll rend you limb from limb. And it's, like, so dramatic, and I just love it. Adam West <laughs> is such a treasure, man. My favorite thing about that show is there's one episode where I can't remember it. Well, is it a movie with Lee Mary? 20 one? seconds. Yes. Okay. Bruce Wayne has a conversation with Jim Gordon. And then Jim Gordon hangs up with Bruce Wayne and then calls Batman. <laughs> and, calls Batman. And, and they pick up and he has the same exact voice. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever. It's like, Jim, you're smarter than this. He's running a love with the war. And they call the same running, phone line. They call the same phone line, exactly. And he's running along like the docks or something and he's like... He tries to throw away the bomb, and there's, like, nuns walking by. <laughs> and the best part about all that, everyone makes it's fun so of it. Stupid, saying but that it's Batman great. has shark repellent. The best yes. part about that, someone pointed it out, that is not Batman shark repellent. It was shark repellent in a random helicopter that Batman found. <laughs> exactly. It was There's shark repellent and, like, stingray repellent, and, like, there's all these various repellents. 
I saw a meme the other day that's it's like it was very courageous of Christopher Nolan to lovingly remake the third Batman movie to have an exact same ending as the 66 Batman film with him running with the bomb towards the harbor. True. I know. I love the Arl Knotts version of that, by the way, where they have like pump up the jam playing in the background as he's flying off. What? They did. They, there's an Arl no, no, Knotts. I know. I know. I'm I'm impersonating Bane, who's walking. Yeah. Away. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he's what? like, when he's got like Mortal Kombat or something, and yeah. he goes like, seriously? Seriously. <laughs> what did oh, you my eat? God. A frowny biscuit. A frowny biscuit. <laughs> Do you know when I look at you when I see what did you eat this morning? Bagel and cream cheese. When I look at you, what do I see? Bagel and cream cheese. What did you eat? A frowny biscuit? And the guy's like the John Daggett guy just sits there and goes the bait and he's like he's like, You're pure evil and he says, Do you know what happens to your, to body, your body without fiber? Without fiber. This is what happens to your body without fiber. <laughs> ah! No more blueberries. <laughs> that aerial not He's like, fucking best. They cut the fiber. Strawberries are packed with fiber. Uh, my favorite part <laughs> is when he's sitting there reading that thing. Let's read the lunch orders for this morning. That's a little high in fat. Gary, are you serious? Pizza? Pizza? Gotham City isn't even known for it. <laughs> I love that moment, too. He goes... We're all going to better ourselves, starting with food. Dude, I need better for you. I need better <laughs> for my men. Oh my god. Fatality. Truly. <laughs> truly the most amazing thing. Flawless. One of the most amazing yeah. videos on YouTube. My god, if you people haven't seen the Arl Knots. It's the Arl Knots. Oh, it's the best the Bane redub. Um, okay, but anyway, getting back to... So my final thing that I wanted to ask you about, Arkham Knight, was the uh, the, the Nightfall ending. I like What? It. Yeah. That, that for a hot minute made me go, you're going to make a Batman Beyond game? <sighs> That's so the one is thing they have in... left. Is he in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League? Is he in that? Is Batman going to be in that? That the, the weird part is I Knight for everyone wondering, Gotham Knights is a totally new continuity. It has nothing to do with the Arkham games. Yeah. From my understanding though, Suicide Squad does. Yes. Cuz it's Rocksteady, it's the same developer. Yeah. So I don't know. Because that would be then the same Harley Quinn. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, they show the Flash, they show Penguin, and they show Superman. Yeah. They haven't shown a lot else. And that game's still quite a ways out. Because if Batman is truly dead, which we know he probably isn't in the Arkham series. Yeah. And probably also in Gotham Knights. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, that that's one question that I have about it because it is Rock City, and I'm curious to see how they deal with it. But anyway, okay, so have we said our piece on the Arkham series? I think we have. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Tyler, good. do you have anything to add if you're if you're there? 
Nope, I don't really have a whole lot. I oh. basically agree with your series. One last thing. The best thing that um, spoke to me as a human being in my heart and in my loins was when they made Copperhead a female contortionist. Oh, God, yes. I was very okay with whoever made that decision. Sir, you deserve a raise. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to write down redhead, contortionist, and lesbian. Apparently, it's your three ticks. Okay. Hey. She had brown hair. I ain't arguing with any of that. she never said a sexual orientation, but she could do whatever she wanted to me, depending on whatever she wanted. <laughs> I'm not saying one of those isn't true, but it could be. <laughs> but yeah, it's true though, and that was a that was a hell of a boss fight, out actually. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. that was a really good one. Yes, that was trippy. Yeah. Um, and the more trippy we can get in games, the better, if you ask me. So, okay, moving on now to Gotham Knights. Uh, so what do you guys think of the reactions to Gotham Knights and the sort of discourse surrounding the game? Discourse, I um, use quotation marks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I do think <laughs> it's a little weird that, now give or take, this is their first time making a straight up, even though it's still a Batman game, making yeah. something completely different from the yeah. Arkham series for a while. And... I get that it's a different thing and they're doing their own thing. It's locked at 30. I get that. And they scrapped the last-gen version. Part of me is thinking that, like, with it being an open-world game, that they were having some issues getting a stable frame rate. Because supposedly, this Arkham is... Or this Gotham is fucking huge. It's mm -hmm. bigger than Knights, apparently. Knights was giant. Knights was huge, yeah. Yeah, and they have a lot going on, so... That's where, like, a lot of people, a lot of people that are, like, showing single-player linear games that are, like, locked at 60 and premium, like, they're different types of games. I'm not excusing that on a PS5. It shouldn't have a 60 performance option. I think there should be a performance option, yeah. And, and that might get added later on. It might. I think so. But as long as the game is good, and I've seen people with, like, like uh, preview footage of playing it, it still looks awesome. I mean, there's a little bit of performance hitches, but... I play games that are locked at 30, and they still play pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. But um, the one thing I will say that is a discourse that I do not agree with is saying it's exactly like Avengers just because you upgrade loot. Yeah, I've been seeing that as a reaction in a lot of places. Um, I, did, I, I don't know. Co-op co loot shooters are starting to maybe kind of run their course. But it's well, not really a. It it's, doesn't operate like a looter shooter, though. Do you, Do you think this was initially planned to be a games as a service sort of live model I, kind of? Game? I I don't know. I don't think so because it seems like they're very barren down on what they wanted. This seems like a if this works, we'll make a bigger version next time type of game. From what I have seen. I mean, thank God, you know, I'll give these guys some credit that I'll, I'll give WB Montreal some credit here that they're at least not making it, you know, not not shoving in microtransactions and that sort of thing. Just as I'll give Konami some credit for not showing us Silent Hill NFTs, you know, thank yet. God for that at the very least. But like yeah. yet, yeah, yeah. yet. Uh, when the movie comes out, we'll see how that changes. Yeah. But um, but the NFT market is, you know, whatever um, at this point. But like. I don't know. For me personally, I could see like maybe there's some bones in the design that seem like they were, you know, like sort of serving 
a live game kind of model. But to me, because they're they're doing away with microtransactions and stuff, even if they took that away in the you know in the tenth hour of development or something, like I would still say that's a good thing. The I thing wouldn't hold that, it against this game. The thing that makes me feel like it wasn't meant to be like a live service because they've upgradable gear is the fact uh-huh. that this game is incredibly based in being an RPG. True. Where it's not like you get your gear to augment your stuff. It's not like everything is a normal, everyone fights exactly the same, but you also just have gear that takes you forever to grind. Yeah. Like, you can get legitimately everything. Your skills go across everyone. There's a couple things you need to do differently, but there's a couple of them where it's like, there's going to be a grind, obviously, but if the grind's fun, I don't care. Yeah. That's the big secret in a lot of these games, is is the grind fun. I have played every Far Cry game since 3. They've made the same damn game every time outside of Primal. I played every one. Why? Because they have the funnest loop known to man, in my opinion, down to a T. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I slightly disagree because I kind of sort of grew old in that series after Far Cry 4. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, the, the latest one, I'm like, eh, it was cool they brought back Vaz. That was nice. <laughs> Um, what do you think about Gotham Knights, though, Tyler? Do you have any plans on playing it? I maybe might, because I'm like, I, I do like the... Actually, there's not a whole lot of games that where you can play as Batgirl. Just that just yeah, there's not a lot. The Arkham, Arkham series, there's not a lot. I can't, can't remember the last one that wasn't a fighting game. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the thing that I like about this game, is that you actually have different characters in the Batman mythos that you can play as. It's not just, yeah, you know, that's, that's this you're going to be Batman and maybe Robin or Batgirl for, like, a chapter. It's not, I mean, it's not quite a looter game, but, it's, you know, it's in the vein of that, and it's more co-op focused, which, eh, co-op focus kind of lives and dies on you have any friends at any given time, which can be a plus or a minus. Is there a cross-play on this? I think I so. I, I don't know. Crossplay is becoming kind of more common, so I, I think. But like, Let me see. Let me everything check. Everything that I've seen where it's like, that's one term that I feel has lost all basis now is looter. Mm-hmm. Just because it has loot, it's automatically a looter now, unless it's a game like Dragon Age where they're like, no, 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 that one's an RPG. But it has loot in it. But no, 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 that one's an RPG. But what oh, if so... it plays just like Dragon Age? No, 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 that one's a looter, though. There is no crossplay on this game. Oh, that's disappointing. That's slightly disappointing, yeah. Well, you know, be that as it may, I mean, I I, I get the feeling for Gotham Knights. This is how I think uh, my reaction is going to be, and and we'll we'll come back to this in a later episode, and we'll tell you what we think. Um, but I think that for me personally. The criticisms that I've heard give me slight pause in terms of the grind itself and in terms of, like, just some aspects of the presentation don't look great for me personally. But I did pre-order it, and I went with the Deluxe Edition, and I went on my PC, and I'm going to play it, and I'm going to see how I like it. Um, So I'm going to give it a fair shot. Because, honestly, I just like the fact that you can play as Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, or Batgirl. I mean, you know, I I still need my Steph and, and Cass, but, you know... Maybe they'll be in the sequel or maybe DLC or something. If it does, good enough. We shall see. And I like that you can play the whole game as one person and get different scenes with each one. Yeah. 
yeah, like, that's cool. Center the scenes around whoever's interacting with it. It's not just like, hey, Batgirl, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Bad girl. Oh yeah. my god, that's funny. But yeah, it. I mean, it's like a lot of people are like upset that it doesn't have the Arkham style of combat. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of cool that this one plays a little bit like the latter Assassin's Creeds and Witcher. Mm -hmm. That to me is a little different. It it go like I said to you while before recording. That goes a long way into actually making all of them play differently. Yeah. And what's okay the point of having like the, more people? I don't hear there being like the more recent Assassin's Creed games because I actually really like the Odyssey, the hell of a lot of it actually. Yeah, the lights and heavies. And that's fine. Like I was telling him, there's not a dodge button anymore, so you can't just sit in a corner and press triangle and wait for people to attack you. It's more yeah. like skill based. Yeah, that's probably a good choice. Yeah. Now, what do you guys think of the voice cast for this game? The little bit that I've heard, I'm okay with. Well, we've heard, yeah. The, yeah, the people like, that I've heard say the guy who voices Nightwing does an unbelievably good job. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, he, he sounds pretty good in the trailers. Yeah. Um, I think for me, Batgirl sounds a little bit weak, but I've always said that. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know the I'm, Babs is my main. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely play as her first. So. Who's going to be my oh, main? So I got it, too. So am I. It's going to be her or, or her dick. One of the I two. don't know who the yeah. voice actress is, though. I don't recognize her. Friend. It's uh, uh, Her name is America Young. She is the voice of Barbie. America Young. That's a name. As well. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of that cast is like done some minor stuff and then come up. Like It's a like, lot of new people. Mostly cool. new that I can see. Yeah, Kari Waldron is, is Harley Quinn in this. That's probably the most noteworthy she'll, person. Yeah, and she'll do very well, I think, because she's a really oh, yeah, great voice actress. Yeah, she's a good actress. So. Yeah, yeah. But and I like their version of Harley. So, like, yes, it looks new awesome. people. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, Better uh, than I, Tara Strong doing it again. Oh, I Which, would love to hear Tara Strong do that girl again, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like I, I mean, guarantee you again. She's doing Suicide Squad, so they're like, someone else has to pick this up. Yeah, somebody else yeah, has to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, when I met uh, Tara Strong, when I got to meet her, I told her that I loved her Batgirl. Like that was the was voice good. for me that really a lot of cemented her that. as like a as like an awesome voice actress. Even though it's just like her voice, but just the way that she played Barbara in that, the way that she played Babs was just so like over the edge. That episode, man. <sighs> That episode is my favorite episode of the Batman animated series. It is so freaking traumatic. <laughs> like, yeah. Just slightly. Slightly. That was like, that was the episode where I was like, holy crap, the things they get away with on this cartoon. Like, her body slamming the police car on the way down. That's like insanely violent for a kid's cartoon. Uh-huh. Yep. But I guess they were like, it's a dream sequence, so it doesn't matter. Batman killing Bane. Yeah. Dream sequence. Doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as the violence is in a dream, it's okay. How do you... That hit against Scarecrow, too, when, like, he finds out that Scarecrow was the one that let Barb fall, and then he just full-on just, like, unloads on the guy. And I was just like, oh my god, that was vicious, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did not screw around back then. Yeah, that was, that was great. Um, so, Tyler, you said that... Babs is going to be your main as well, right? Your main character? 
lost him again. Uh, yes, because it's, it's a character that I guess they need more attention in video games. Mm -hmm. also, yeah, I agree. Supposedly, she's the one that's going to play closest to what Batman played like, from that's what I've right. heard. And I think so. I think Tim's, so with the whole Tim's more stealth oriented. Glide. Tim's more stealth oriented. Uh, range obviously with Red Hood, and then a more acrobatic jumping around and crowd controlling esque stuff with Nightwing. So yeah, yeah, Nightwing super looks really cool. It does. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like, man, I have a feeling that Tim might be a little OP because there is like a teleport stealth attack that Tim has where you can oh, just God. suck someone into it. Like, from I'm kidding you not, a city block away, I saw them send out a teleporter that like sucked a goon into the ground. He dropped out of the ground and he like knocked him out and dropped him on the floor. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I don't know how much you need to do to do that, but it was awesome. <laughs> I've also heard all of the stealth takedowns are chef's kiss good. Because, like, you get a slowdown into the knockout to see how hard they're hitting them. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a shot, and hopefully it'll be out soon, relatively soon from when we're recording this. Um, I didn't have to work tomorrow. It, I'd be waiting three hours. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, okay, so the last main topic that we have today is going to be something that's a little more serious. So I wanted to, I wanted to have us kind of go over the Bayonetta three, um, the voice actress, uh, or voice actor contract sort of shenanigans that have been going on. Um, you know, which were started by the voice of Bayonetta herself, the original voice anyway, Helena Taylor, who posted about three videos, I think to Twitter. Yep. that were criticizing Platinum Games and also, without mentioning her, kind of Jennifer Hale a little bit, who took over the role of Bayonetta uh, for the third game. And she basically said that she was offered a very paltry amount. Now, this is the initial, uh, the initial you know, news story that broke, was that she was offered the, the minimal amount of $4,000 to record the the voice sessions for Bayonetta, the main character of the game of Bayonetta three. And so she said that that was frankly insulting to her and that she made a counter offer. They didn't accept it. And that she basically wanted people to, instead of buying the game to boycott the game and to also donate the money that they would have spent on the game to charity instead. Um, and then, of course, as time went on, you know, it, it, it's been revealed that, uh, or at least Jason Schreier and Bloomberg have sure. sort of come out and they've said that basically what she told us was not necessarily entirely true and that she was going to be paid 4000 per session for about, you know, three to 4000 per session for five sessions. Yeah. And it would be about maybe four hours per session, something like that. Yes. And... So that comes out to total a, a minimum of at least $15,000 for the role. Now, that is not Tom Cruise money. You know, that's not like big Hollywood money or anything, but that is substantially more than just $4,000 for the entirety of the role. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and also, you know, the fact that she threw some, some shade over at Jennifer Hale, who is one of the most prolific voice actresses that we have, 
in the industry. One of the, the biggest advocates for voice acting rights in the universe. Exactly. Well, she was like part she, of the right to strike in 2016 along with Steve Blum. They, she openly yeah. opened up her home because there was nowhere that they could actually have a civilized meeting place between SAG, AFTRA, and everyone. She opened up her own home so they would have a safe place to discuss this because her entire life's goal was to make sure people in her profession finally got a fair shake, got helped jumpstart the union with Steve Bloom to make sure everyone could get a fair shake at this. And she's saying that they're trying to get started, that she's stealing jobs. No, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt Come that. Come on people. Yeah. Jen Hale of all people. The fuck out of here. I just do not see that. I do not see that happening because Jen, you know, like you said, she's been a real advocate for voice actors and for their pay, for their rights, for their, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand why she would, other than, you know, professional jealousy. I don't. Well, I don't see why she would throw Jennifer Hale under the bus like that. But, but I will say this for Helena Taylor and for what she said. I do think that it is a conversation that needs to be had in terms of how companies treat their voice actors and basically how companies treat everybody under their employ, from the QA testers all the way up to the voice actors to the talent to the people who develop the games. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the voice actors are seen as very expendable, and there's so many examples of that. I mean, hell. We can bring up the fact that the new Resident Evil 4, they are not bringing back the voice actors for Ada Wong. They're using apparently the actors that was had a brief cameo in the new movie for some reason. But we also well, have the situation behind that. They don't know that one, but that's a bit of a weird one. And then I think back to like other examples like, what was it? It was the last Treyarch Call of Duty game. Like They replaced the voice actors sure. for the Frank Woods character with like a guy who sounds very similar to the guy in... Named act exactly like the original guy, but, so why don't you just prevent the guy? But I don't think that's the fault of the performers. That's the no, fault of no. the companies. Yeah, that, that's the like, company. I here, yeah. Here, here, here is a is a big part of like what's making this whole shit stink. Of like, despite yeah. the fact that people, it has been known since before I was born that voice actors get paid like shit. Yeah, always have, always will, never will change. Even with the union, they get a they get a little bit better. They aren't Hollywood movie stars. There's a lot of good reasons why they attend as many cons as they can because that's where they make the most of their money. It's not from mm -hmm. doing their actual job. Mm -hmm. And when you're going to openly go and say, hey, guess what? I don't think I got offered a big role or money for a big role. Congratulations. If every voice actor that thought they didn't get paid good money for a role opened their mouth, every single voice actor that ever voice acted in the village of voice acting would say the same thing. Yeah, now, exactly. Everyone does need to get treated better, but I'm yes. going to devil's advocate the living, situ the living hell out of this situation. Go ahead. This gets, brought, this gets brought up, and then she's saying they weren't willing to pay me a lot, even though I had literally no issues with the last two games. As much as of a platinum yeah. fanboy I am, Bayonetta ain't Samus Aaron. Bayonetta is not Lara Croft. One thing Platinum Games is known for is making really good games that nobody fucking buys. Except me. Yes, you and the five other people. 
No one buys <laughs> these because they are hyper-stylized action games that are for a niche thing, which is why Hideki Kamiya left Capcom because he wanted to start a studio to make just these That's games. what he wanted to do. All of it started with freaking... Yeah, uh, with... Uh, oh, the game that was all about punching and putting together combo strings that did not sell worth a shit from Capcom. Um, uh, remember me? No, that's not from Capcom. That was from initially from Don't Nod. That was Don't Nod. Are you um, talking about Beautiful uh, Joe? No, it had Gene as the main character. He had a prosthetic arm that had the weird haptic brace. Oh, you're Bionic not Commando? Nope. Two Best Friends LP'd it. One of their last LPs they ever did. Oh, God, I gotta freaking look that up now. Oh. God wonderful hand, 101 god hand god hand god hand no one liked it and the, that is exactly what started the trend well, of no, no. a lot of people a liked people it capcom leaving and a lot of people liked platinum. but the ign review famously was terrible and gave it like a four out of ten and that and then that everyone sales. bombed it and no one bought it then that it started that so when it's like how come if she did complain this way how come I'm not getting paid top dollar for this thing that millions of people are going to buy? They don't. Mm -hmm. it, there might be millions of copies sold, but everyone is saying, she's going to get so much residuals and royalties from this. She's one of the biggest things ever. Bayonetta is known by action fans in males with testosterone. <laughs> and lesbians. I know a lot of lesbians like the game I mean, series too. But I, I have the first Bayonetta. The point that I'm getting is yeah, she's yeah, not I get, the I get most well-known thing ever. So saying that she should get paid out the ass better than most people just because she's Bayonetta makes no motherfucking sense because she's not one of the biggest things to ever happen to gaming. It's a franchise Bayonetta is only alive because of Nintendo. Exactly. Nintendo, if they would not have wouldn't saved it, it would have died. Platinum Games is struggling as is because no one buys their fucking games. I love And Platinum. Babylon's Fall. In Babylon's well, Fall, they tried. I, I and this, Square Enix fucked them over. Because I, yeah. I curiosity looked this up. Uh, Helena Taylor has not done a whole lot of things. She's done like two anime appearances that's, and then Bayonetta, and that's it. That's more that trust me, I'm gonna keep going. And then we randomly get that. Well, I don't think they were gonna pay a lot for this role. Then they hire Jen Hale. Exactly. She's not cheap. Yeah. No. yeah. That is in the Mount Rushmore of voice acting. You're not dropping a couple of pennies for Jen Hale to voice act in your game. That's right. Then, after all this comes out, Jen stays radio silent. Other than yeah. to say, I'm yep. on an NDA. I will not say things disrespectfully. I cannot talk. Everyone and their mother came out of the woodwork. That's like, if you honestly think that Jen is stealing her job, you are the dumbest person on the planet. And no one disrespected Helena Taylor, but also no one defended her. In the situation where they were trying to say that Jen was trying to steal her job. Then it comes out for this Bloomberg report that she was going to get paid a good amount of money, fifteen dollars to $20,000, which I'll add, when I worked for Pepsi as a vendor, that's how much I got paid in a year mm -hmm. for looking at 40 hours worth of work. As much as voice actors are underpaid, if you live in a small town, guess what? You just bought half of a mortgage. With and that yeah, is, voice acting is basically a contract work by nature. <clears throat> yes, and then that Bloomberg report comes out and all this boycott, boycott. I'm not going to give up on this boycott, boycott. Bloomberg report comes out. Yeah, I don't think this is something that I longer need to spend my time on. And I really just want to get over it and go back to theater. 
Also, it screws over all the people who programmed on this game, too. Yeah, it's like, how come randomly when a report came out yeah. that you said was bullshit, randomly you don't want to fight anymore? If it was yeah. bullshit, yeah. then you should still be fighting for it. And again, actually... Helena still could have done whatever, but every single fact that comes out about this shows that she might have just shown a piss fit just because she thought she deserved yeah. to get paid more for just by the fact that she's Bayonetta. No, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, I, I don't know this for a fact, but also there was <laughs> one of those two anime she was in. Apparently there was also things about she wanted more money than she probably should have gotten. So this might be a thing for her. Mm. But to be honest also, going back to what both of you just said, for the love of God, voice acting is acting. Fucking pay them. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. Oh, oh, also, should we know if she's not a union voice actress, unlike Jen Hale, who is a union voice actress? Yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah, she's not in a union. It drives me nuts. And it's hmm. like, I love John Campia, but one thing I will disagree with her is like, you're, oh, just, that... you're just using your voice. Fucking try and make a no, good dude. voice that is not some kooky, random, hard, 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 hard. It's hard. But this is the thing, though. I mean, he has like he has guys like Burnett, and he has people like Chris Carr on there that are that you know Chris Carr is a voice actress who will definitely defend. Yeah. Like so, he has counterpoint. I've voice actors to my dying day. Like I think voice actors by not all of them, but pound for pound, they tend to be nicer than your average actor or actress. There. I agree. Really, I agree really wholeheartedly on that. They're, probably because you know they're they know they're never going to be super famous on the streets. And they're, it's, yeah. It's voice like, acting is actually harder than some people give it credit. It is. Why they like, strike for take, take Johnny Young Bosch. That dude does the same voice every time. But he had, does very distinct variations to where you can tell it's different. But then you get people like we mentioned Troy Baker earlier. Mm -hmm. That dude was Joel and also Pagan Min. True. Yeah. And Joker. True. And, and all his characters. Yeah. That's one guy. He's not just trying. And a lot of times when he just does the Troy Baker voice... That's the studio telling them to do it. So a lot of times when people say their voices are just the same, they'd like to. Him and Nolan North fucking well, Nolan went North off on one where they want more opportunities to speak differently, but they don't get them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everyone, mm -hmm. well, Nolan North, they always wanted to do the, the Nathan Drake voice. But I'm like, I, I've heard him do, like, a crazy German doctor in Call of Duty Zombies and war criminal <laughs> man himself in, like, uh, Sec Ops The Line. He also, David in The Last of Us. And David in Last of Us? Penguin in the Arkham yeah. games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a whole podcast. And Deadpool? On yeah, on my zeroing out about our favorite freaking voice actors. They could do all this, but yet they need to go to conventions to make ends meet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, a lot of these voice actors nowadays are getting into mocap quite a bit, too, which is also its own world of uh, That's difficulties. Right. Well, everything's, it's like, it's actual acting now. You're just being scanned over. Yeah, I get yeah. along well with the the voice actors who played Mia from RE7 and 8. She's a really talented, lovely lady who can do a whole lot of things. And I, everyone's saying, oh, voice acting, you can, anyone can do that. No, not really. No, they can't. I tried voice acting once, and I sounded like ass. And I thought it was pretty all right. <laughs> Thank you, Colton Hunt, by the way, if you see this, for giving me that opportunity. I want to try more again, but you were awesome for giving me a chance. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, man. There's a lot of disrespect towards voice actors, and I don't approve that at all. They, and they do deserve more payment. In fact, actually, there was an interesting wrinkle, because when that whole thing I announced with, with Helena Taylor, um, of all people, the second guy to voice Morton Sullivan actually had a really good comment about all this, about how they paid him about $5,000 for Mass Effect 3, and he was technically, they never told him why he actually replaced the first guy. But it's like, eh, 5000 wasn't great, but best he could do, and you know, moved on with it. 
Yeah, there's Hollywood actors that to this day could even talk, like, not saying this, whatever. Like, recently Christian Bale came out that said that he, like, basically didn't get paid for doing American Psycho. Which is a shocker. Yeah. And it's just, like, some of these situations where they come out where it's just, like, what? <laughs> and also there's the reverse also with the problem of having celebrity voices for a game. There's always that problem of... You got yep. someone who with a name recognition that did a worse job than you could have gotten with someone who is less famous but does a better job. Yeah, and now you get studios like Take Two or like uh, yeah Take Two that are making Rockstar games, and like they're like yeah to save money and make it to be more personal. We're not doing celebrity voices anymore, even though good. at this point I think we still make two million dollars a day off of GTA Online. Yeah. I mean, okay, you try to have some celebrity voice actors here and there, but not, don't overdo it. Every it's like, was it Red Dead Two? There's like like one or two actual notable actors in that, but all everyone else is basically just voice actors that you've never heard of who be maybe in their first game. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just one of those things where it's like you need to just have be service to the character. It does whatever, and just if you're going like. People can be treated badly, but don't make a stink on live media if you weren't. And then when it comes out that someone might challenge you a little, you ran away. Because guess what? She didn't, she wouldn't gain anything from not being in the game. All it's going to do is make her look bad if this goes south. That was a very close to 90% lose, 10% gain situation. Yeah, and yeah, no, she looks terrible. The thing I can't wait to happen, and Pat mentioned this on Twitter, I cannot wait for Bayonetta to three to not sell well, just because again it's platinum and it's Bayonetta and it's a Nintendo exclusive. Bayonetta, a super sexualized witch on a Nintendo console, to not sell well and go, yep, well the boycott worked, guys, we won. No, oh, there'll be those apples on Twitter going, see, it worked. Like, the fact that of all of them, Nintendo was the one that was like, yeah, the super-sexualized hair witch, we'll take her. Yeah, the stripper witch. Yeah, we can make that work. (laughs) Can you guys hear me on this right now? Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, because my other mic just crapped out on me for some reason. But anyway. Um, All right, so... So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you guys in what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, it's going to probably come back around and backfire on her a little bit, but... Especially asking for the boycott thing, which I totally don't agree with. I I, I don't yeah. know. I just, boycotts yeah. for me, it's just like you're you're discounting all the other people that worked on the on the game itself or the yeah. movie or whatever but it is. If she had been paid next to nothing, I'd be like, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. Maybe I yeah. won't buy it. But I'm like, no, that's like come out. She got he was no no. But also, yeah, sure. I mean, like, it's a yeah. personal decision. Whatever the yeah. person decides. I I got treated badly, so screw the three hundred other people that worked on it that want to see yeah. their thing get out. I don't care about them or their families. Boycott the game, please. Whether you got treated badly or not, are you kidding me? I guarantee yeah. you every single worker there didn't slight you, even if someone that yeah. was higher up did. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I got fired from my job tomorrow, I'd be like, I had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And then i go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are you gaining? What does burning bridges gain you? Exactly. That just made her go, well, 
I'm probably not going to hire you for a voice rail at a different studio. Yep. And this might in boomerang and result in studios going, oh, voice actors are even more interchangeable and we can pay them even less. Yeah, like you just said with Morton Solis. He just went, all right, and did it. I, I did. I, that's all good. And honestly, they've never explained why they changed voices. Honestly, I sometimes forget they even did because the guy sounds so similar. But like, it's different people don't know why. Very, yeah, really yeah, similar, the, actually. There was something recently with Steve Bloom with, I want to say, Wolverine. Where he didn't voice them, and or like, or it was either someone was taking over Wolverine from him, or he was doing something that someone originally did. I can't I don't remember what the exact situation was, but he was always just like, even when you're taking a role, there's some form of communication first, where it's like it's that person's role, and then if something went wrong, it kind of went down. There's kind of like just a, a thing around people with voice acting, but a job is a job, they still have respect for each other, but at the end of the day if that role then becomes vacant and they're not trying for it. it, then, it it's, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, it's a job. Go for it. Why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't know. And then you get different situations where, like, uh, the Futurama. I'm not a fan of the show, but it was still, like, with the John DiMaggio thing. Oh, like, yeah. everyone but him. What was the point of that? Dude, and, then they, and then they have and then people were angry about that, and then they actually backed down and said, "Okay, we'll have him back." Yeah, so and then even the jo even John agreed. He's like, "Yeah, I came back, but I'm not getting paid any better." He just went back. Yeah, he liked it because he likes the character. Which that's, yeah. that's, character. for a lot of people, that is kind of maybe even the better motivation. Which is, I just really am attached to this character, and you know what? I get it. Yeah, and it's like I could guarantee you right now, if I had some voice role where all of a sudden they're like. Yeah, this time around it's whatever and do whatever. It's just like, can I survive the next month if I only get paid this much? And there's an actual extenuating circumstance to where I would need to get paid a little less this time around. Okay. And is voice acting a career that you go into because you want to you want to be because... rich? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know who will tell you that? Every voice actor ever. Every voice actor ever. Yes. <laughs> Cuz I tell you right now, both Troy Baker and Nolan North, I bet they're doing pretty good. But guess what? They're not buying a million dollar mansion in California. Nope. No. They're not. And they're the, among the more well paid of voice actors. Yeah. And you will still see them every single time there's a virtual signing for GalaxyCon.com or Streamily or a convention or nothing. They're not just like, I don't need to go to a penny conventions. So I'm paid too much. You're like, no, I'll come. Because we still get paid like shit. I get paid better, but we're still paid like shit. The problem also extends not just to video games, but like any voice work. Like one of the most beloved people in my life is the lady who voiced Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I believe she once jokingly even said once, boy, it's a good thing I was on the soundtrack for that because I got residuals. Yeah. Where it's it, like, yeah. Oh. It is starting to get slightly better for most people, though, because a lot of it voice actors better. are getting smart and making studios for themselves in their house. Or unionizing, which was... And, and that but it's like yeah, going to their nice. place and having to pay us pay at a studio to get your recordings done that's ass because a lot of studios weren't covering those for the longest time that's dumb they shouldn't have to pay to get paid by you yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 well no one comes at it as looking great no and yeah, it's just and shit it does, all over it, the place. It, 
it definitely does make me think of like the the Final Fantasy VII remake, you know, voice cast who took over the roles from other voice actors. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's the same thing also with those rebuilds. But it's, yeah, with yeah, exactly. Films. It's the same thing. They with re they had all those done already, but then they went to Amazon and they got redubbed over with the original cast from Neon. When on Netflix, all the original casters got kicked out and got a new cast done for that. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's kind of jarring. Yeah. Being <laughs> jarring. Um, has there been a, ever been a reboot or a remake of a video game where the original voice cast actually came back? So I just think I'm trying to think of that if it's ever happened. Um, I don't believe so. Out of video game reboots, that's hard to come up with ones that are actually. Yeah. Um, is the guy that voiced Isaac coming back for Dead Space? Oh, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I suspect not. Because but... yeah. he's like actually talking in the first game this time around, from what I understand. Which well, original didn't even have him talk. Yeah. Yeah, until the second. I believe he started talking in the second one, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, it's that whole situation is just weird. And it's like it also comes up with another thing that like how they can also get screwed over in some contracts because it like with all the shit that's yes, going actually on, it is it is Gunner Wright coming back. Oh, nice. That's awesome. There we go. At Rooster Teeth, with all the shit that's going on with them right now, I am a giant fan of Ruby. I started my YouTube channel because of Ruby. And there's a thing coming out now that, like, uh, a shit ton of their own crew does voice acting. The main four were all people that worked for Rooster Teeth. One was, right. like, one was like the uh, receptionist. One was just an on-camera personality and, like, all this other stuff. And then it's starting to come out now that, like, they do like seven jobs, but only get the pay of one because you're technically labeled as a content creator and voice acting is creating content. So you're not doing separate. I don't know if this is true, but it's supposedly another thing that's going on where it's just like, well, yeah, that's just part of your job. No, technically not. No, it's not. I get it at the base dumbass factor that it is creating content for something, but like that's another job you stacked on top of me. Yeah. And it's like you get in some situations where it's just like, what are you all gonna do here? I don't know. And now they're getting into the other weird thing where they're starting to be able to create people's voices out of AI. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about oh, that. Oh, that's, that's another thing. Now, that's an, a moral ethical quandary that I'm like, I don't know if I like where this is going. So we're eventually just not going to have voice actors, period? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing with the, the Obi-Wan show where you're like, well, we don't actually need to have James Earl Jones back. We can just AI synthesize the voice and you won't notice. That terrifies me. Yep. Does well, he at least gets... get residuals from that? I don't think he does. I don't know. If you sign your voice away, I don't know. At that point, it's like anything goes if you sign that in a contract. Yeah, and then like there's certain people that are like there's rumors going around about people signing their likeness away to get recreated through CGI in movies. Your your, your likeness, your hologram, your voice—you might own always own those now. Yeah, like supposedly there was one done for Stan Lee where it's been agreed that he could re be recreated yeah. through CGI. Yep. Yeah. That is just no. For special situations like Leia at the end of Rogue One or like little itty bitty things like that, that's fine. But no. 
Yeah, my, my, creepy. My nightmares with that is getting people who are dead to do like commercials for things. Like there was a commercial like ten years back for like something called Galaxy Chocolate, and what actress did they get to actually do the commercial? Why the fucking Audrey Hepburn, who's been dead since nineteen ninety three, who's my favorite actress, and I'm like, oh my god, oh uh, Jesus. Uh... Yeah, I'm not a fan. And yeah. I know the, the, the family estate had to approve that, but it's like, yeah, but they're getting money from this. That doesn't exactly... They're getting money. They don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if she'd do that. Yeah, and it's like, you get whoever's the POA in that family, and like, speaking of Stan again, some of the rumors about how just ridiculous things how were with his happened. daughter, and like... Yeah, all that. Oh. The elder abuse. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. This, well, just that uh, whole AI situation is just. Yeah. I mean, you're a voice actor. I'd be very much reading those contracts. Yep. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna start outroing. But just really quick, I wanted to ask you guys if there's anything that you've been playing or or anything gaming related that you've been sort of uh, interested in lately, um, besides the topics that we talked about. Um, I recently, finally, now that I got my new computer set up, played through the remaster of um, StarCraft 1 and Brood War, so Ooh. that was amazing. Seeing everything through that was good. Um, I have been grinding through another set of stuff with Horizon to get it ready so that I have a blank slated, fully all the way completed campaign because I did ultra hard and then I did it back to normal difficulty so that when the DLC comes out, that's good to go. Because another another thing games need to do, New Game Plus is cool, but like God of War and Horizon have it where you can New Game Plus a New Game Plus file so you can continuously grind gear based off of where you ended last time. Make that a regular thing. Oh, um, yeah. Do yeah, what totally. the old Ratchet and Clank games, and Clank games used to do, which yeah. is you can just loop it forever. Game yes. New Game Plus. Last of Us Part 1, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, playing Last of Us Part Two on my on my Twitch channel, and then yeah, I'm just getting ready for Gotham Knight, which will come out, which I'll probably be playing until Ragnarok comes out. Yep. Nice, nice. Uh, Tyler, what about you? Oh, um, since September, actually, September was uh, I think it was July. I've been replaying that Assassin's Creed Odyssey game because like, I wanted to pass time until the RE8 DLC came out, and I went. Well, I never fully finished that game, so I, it's, it's a ridiculously long game. That's why yeah. I never finished it. So I'm like, I can just play this to pass the time. It's a much better game than I remember. It. It's a lot more charming, a lot more fun stuff that I never actually noticed. The, the voice actors for Cassandra is so much better than the guy to the point where I'm like, I don't even know why they even bothered me. It okay, is so, it's so, so weird in almost cool. every game where they give you a male-female option, the female is almost always Well, this one, it's like insultingly bad, where it's like, okay, you, you're not even trying. She, she's being like, effortlessly charming. Everyone who picked the guy just picked wrong. Like and also, apparently, young. that's the canon choice in later games. They're like, oh, yeah, that was just, it was always the girl. Like, <laughs> even the yep, writers agree. Yep. But I've yep. been having a lot of fun with that, uh, going through the DLC where you go you go to Hades and like, fight in the underworld. That's actually a lot of fun. Actually, almost sometimes better than the main game at certain points. Um,. About to uh, start replaying RE7 and 8 because of the DLC on, you know, next week. That's next week. Awesome. Yeah, I know. How about that? Yeah, yeah I have the I day off of that. <laughs> I get like three days off a year and I'm like, I know a damn thing. Crazy. Crazy. Unreal. Um, I've been playing a Plague Tale, Innocence. Ooh. 
Oh, I actually yeah, just played through that. That was a lot of that was that was I, I I hesitate to say it was a lot of fun, but it was fun. It was a good game. Um, you know, my little rat game, as I call it. That was that was good. Good times. Um, excellent performances and amazing graphics, considering it was like a double A, like a smaller studio that made mm -hmm. that game. Yeah. So uh, I've been sort of starting out on Requiem as well, but of course it's going to get interrupted because Gotham Knights. I heard um, people were having issues about that, but like everything I've seen, the issues that people say don't correlate with what I've seen. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, like, that it performs bad and plays like technical and like that it plays bad. I'm like, everything I've seen looks smooth like the first one was. I don't think I've heard that the, the Plague sequel is apparently even more miserable than the first game. It is. Oh, oh story nice. wise. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, not gameplay wise. Yeah, it's well. I mean, I've had, I okay. So I'm playing on a 2070. Okay, so it's like not top of the line necessarily, but I mean, I have it. You know, I'm I'm playing on it and it's it's working fine. But then today I noticed that in one of the combat scenarios and stuff, it just started stuttering, like full freezing for about 15 seconds, and then it would come back and then it would freeze again. Is Playtale another seconds. one of the ones that's locked at 30? No. Uh, well, there's, an there's another game coming out that was set as locked yeah. at 30, and I can't remember what it was. That was next-gen only. I can't remember what the heck it was. Yeah, I don't think it's Playtale 2. Okay. Um, but yeah, Requiem is it's it's actually a really good story, and it's an interesting game, but I just... Uh, the performance issues, I'm, I'm going to have to look into maybe fixing that a little bit. But, okay. um, but for the most part, it runs well. So I'm not having too many issues with it, not to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to give up the game or anything. But, yeah. you know, Gotham Knights is coming out, so I'm going to try that and see how that works. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then apart from that, I just played through all the Arkham games. So I'm like, I'm a little batman out, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but it's still uh, but still <laughs> looking forward to, to trying out Gotham Knights. So. Yeah, and I'm going to be see. I'm gonna be honest with you. After Knights and Ragnarok is done, I'm like legit wanting to play through Andromeda since we did the Mass Effect. Seriously, thing. yeah. I kind of yeah. want us to do a video on Andromeda. I think now. we should do Andromeda too. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should just to finish it out, really. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And plus, I mean, now it's in a much it's it's in much better shape now than it was. It before. is that it still has one of my favorite missions ever is the ending mission in that one. It felt like okay. everything was going to shit in just in a spectacular fashion. Okay, okay. All right, but yeah, nice. Yeah. All right, guys. With that, I think we've we've we're gonna wrap this up now. So, uh, Brock, where can everybody find you? You can find me everywhere at Organoid Zero on YouTube and Twitch. I'm currently going through a comic a kill for fresh takes, and we. I can't guarantee how long it's going to take to get there, but you are actually in the schedule okay. for fresh takes. And we have it listed at the exact spot. It's after finishing up one that I'm doing and then one with Mike, and it's deadlocked on that. Um, okay. Okay. And then cool. I'm finishing uh, like partway through Abby's part and The Last of Us Part 2 on Twitch. Except for this cool. Friday, I'm going to start up Arkham Knight through the week. And then... I'll play that a bit in my own free time because I want to do the uh, third-person RE8 and then the, the Roses DLC. And then it's going to be just Ragnarok on my Twitch for quite a while. Which, by the way, I am giving away a digital deluxe edition of God of War Ragnarok. All you have to do is be subscribed to my channel and watching it when I start playing it at midnight. 
It's going to be for a while because as soon as I get home from work, I'm literally going to bed to take like a six hour nap so that I can stream it as soon as midnight comes. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. If you want a chance to get the digital deluxe edition for nothing, <coughs> five dollar subscriptions, all you gotta do and be up at midnight. Sounds good. That's all you gotta do. Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, and then Tyler, where can everybody find you? Oh no, we just nope. there they are. You can find me at well, not the channel's not set up yet, but it's Storytellers Guild on YouTube. About to have my first video out either this month or the end of the next or this next month, probably the next month, because the other I'm working with is going through uh, some stuff. But that's where I'm gonna be at. But also you can find me in the group. The Renegade Pop Culture group? On yeah, Facebook. that group. Yep. She should be yep. streaming too right now. Yep. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the group is at facebook.com slash group slash RPC42. Um, and you can find us all on renegadepopculture.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Keona Tang, as you see on screen. And uh, you can follow us at Ren Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter as well. That's Ren Not Stimpy. And uh, this has been the Renegade Arcade podcast for the players. And you know what, guys? Uh, we got more content coming over the week. Uh, we got animation. We got capes. We got mental health. It's going to be a, a packed week of content for us. So yeah. please come back and please enjoy. And we will talk to you guys soon. See you later. <laughs>